0: This is Ken Forster, Executive Director of Momenta Partners and Momenta Ventures. Welcome to our Digital Leadership Podcast. In this series of conversations, we capture insights from the best and brightest minds in digital industry. They're executives, entrepreneurs, advisors, and other thought leaders. What they have in common is like our team at Momenta, they are deep industry practitioners. We hope you find these podcasts informative, and as always, we welcome your comments and suggestions. Good day. This is Ken Forster with edition 96 of our digital leadership podcast series. Today, I'm pleased to feature Richard White, who joined us this week as managing partner of our executive search practice. Richard began his career with various public relations and digital marketing agencies in Boston and New York City before serving as director of media and talent relations at Fox News Channel for nearly three years. In 2009, he was recruited to join Patriarch Partners, a $6 billion distressed investing private equity firm. For more than 10 years, he has served as the firm's head of talent acquisition, responsible for all C suite hires at more than 50 portfolio companies across 14 diverse industry sectors. Patriot Partners is shifting its focus from acquiring additional assets to monetizing the companies they have successfully turned around, prompting Richard to bring his experience in C suite talent acquisition to Momenta. Richard, it's great to have you with us today, um, and uh, welcome to Momenta.
1: Thank you very much, Ken. I really appreciate it. I'm excited to uh, excited to dig in.
0: All right. So today, if if we can subtitle this, it's really catalytic leadership, and how do you one find leaders who can really make a difference? And, and uh, probably don't have to look much farther than somebody who has managed uh, effectively turnaround leaders for turnaround companies. And uh, and so the, with us, we're very excited to have this conversation. As am I. So tell me, how has your professional journey informed your views of digital industry?
1: Well, uh, it's interesting. And, and again, thank you. I, I appreciate being on. Um, you know, my career has um, sort of oddly been a, a tale of two professions to some extent. Um, shortly after graduating from Hamilton College in upstate New York, I worked for a political consulting firm in Princeton, New Jersey during the 2000 election. Um, I then moved in with several college friends to uh, an apartment in Boston and began work for Porter Novelli Convergence Group, which is a global PR and digital marketing firm focused exclusively on tech clients. And if my memory serves, it's been a while, but if my memory serves, for example, uh, my clients at the time were uh, BMC Software, Cisco Systems, and a Boston-based investment firm by the name of Battery Ventures. Um, A few good years of, of living with four college buddies and uh, admittedly, burning the candle at both ends in Boston, uh, I moved to New York City and into a modest 500 square foot apartment with my now wife, um, whom I met originally uh, in sixth grade at Princeton Day School. Um, I started work in New York at Fitzgerald Communications, which is uh, another tech focused PR and digital marketing firm. Uh, a few years later, I made the move to a boutique PR firm by the name of Lyndon Alshiller, and Kaplan, um, where I spent The bulk of my time as as an on the on the record spokesman for the new orleans public school district during their post hurricane hurricane katrina recovery um that assignment required at least two trips per month for for more than a year to the still very much upside down city um i remember guiding press tours through you know a devastated ninth ward and that's something i'll I'll certainly never forget um Shortly thereafter, um, I received interest from the Fox News Channel to join them in-house as Director of, of Media and Talent Relations, which at the time was a, an extremely opportunity, extremely exciting opportunity for me. Um, while it only lasted about three years, it was um, it, it served as a, a true master's degree in, in media relations hand-to-hand combat, if you will. Um, you know, keep in mind um, this is. Fox News Channel during the height of the 2008 presidential primary and election. This was Hillary Clinton versus Obama in the primary, and, and eventually Obama McCain in the general election. Um, some amazing experiences came out of that time. Um, you know, I, I attended the Iowa caucuses. I went to the both Republican and, and Democratic national conventions. Um, you know, sat third row center for the for the first Obama McCain debate at uh, Ole Miss. University in um, Oxford, Mississippi, and, and even went to a you know, Fox, Af- Fox after party at Shepherd Smith Condo, and he keeps in Oxford to attend Ole Miss football games. But um, a hell of a ride there, um, real learning experience. I, I enjoyed it tremendously. Um, but in late 2009, I was contacted out of the blue by someone in the HR department at Patriarch Partners, uh, a private equity turnaround firm I had absolutely never heard of. Um, after a few interviews, um, I was hooked and, and decided to make the jump. In the, and quite a jump
0: it uh, it was into uh, to Patriarch coming in at the time. Um, tell me a bit about Patriarch as you joined it and as, as you're leaving it now.
1: Sure, sure. Um, Patriarch Partners is a distressed investing private equity firm, as you um, explained in the bio up front, um, founded in the year 2000 by an ex-Wall Streeter by the name of Lynn Tilton. Um, essentially, the firm acts as the acquirer or investor of last resort for companies that are already in bankruptcy proceedings or, or otherwise on the verge of liquidation. Um, Lynn has uh, an absolutely amazing talent to see value where others do not, and um, the courage to sort of run run toward the burning building and, and salvage and rebuild while other investors are, are running in the other direction in search of an easier payday. Um, I was brought on to tell Patriarch's story and and tell Lynn's story to the media and and her story is is certainly a remarkable one. Um born in the Bronx to middle-class Russian immigrants to establishing herself as as one of a very small handful of female self-made billionaires. Um she has saved hundreds of thousands of American jobs by rescuing distressed companies <clears throat> that otherwise would have been left for dead. So, um I joined. I told that story, effectively, I like to think, uh, for my first nine months or so with the firm. Then, um, one day, as she does, uh, Lynn summoned me to her office and, and told me she could no longer give me enough of her time for for me to be successful in that role. The portfolio companies required more of her, and, and they were her priority. Uh, and she was right. Um, I needed her to be successful. Um, CNBC, doesn't want to interview me or or another spokesman about Patriarch Partners. They want Lynn Tilton and and everything she is with the with the long hair, the five inch heels, dripping in diamonds, razor sharp wit, and and you know certainly no fear of speaking her mind in in any situation. So that certainly it makes makes the much more compelling uh, compelling interview for for any uh, media outlet. Um, in that meeting, um, she also said that she enjoyed working with me and, and didn't want to lose me. She said, you know, you've been telling my story and, and our story effectively to the media. Um, how would you feel about telling patriarch story to prospective C-suite leadership at, at our portfolio companies and, and help to build and scale an internal talent acquisition function? Well, sort of shocked and, and, and my choices at the time were to immediately and enthusiastically say yes and, and, and remain employed so I can continue to support my family, uh, or I could politely decline and, and ride New Jersey transit home that afternoon with a cardboard box filled with my belongings on my lap. So, um, uh, needless to say, um, I accepted her offer and, and embarked on what essentially was a, an entirely new, new career with little more than two and a half seconds of consideration. Um, So interesting circumstances on on this um, sort of career pivot here. But um, over the next 10 years, uh, the Talent Acquisition Group at Patriarch Partners was responsible for all C-suite hires at, at at the time, 70-plus portfolio companies across 14 extremely diverse sectors, Um, everything from software and hardware development, software as a service, gaming peripherals. MD Helicopters, Dura Automotive, which is our our largest company in the portfolio, um, women's apparel, Stila Cosmetics, healthcare companies, and and many others. Um, At its peak, uh, my group included about 10 members, and we were executing roughly 70 to 75 executive searches per year across the portfolio. That was at its peak for about uh, three, four years, um, you know, roughly three years ago. Um, so that's, that's the, the somewhat odd career transition that, that took place, um, early on in my time at Patriarch.
0: You know, it's it's interesting because as uh, we comment often being in the exec search space, um, there is no formal training. There's no MBA in executive search or, you know, a master's of uh, of uh, recruiting, if you will. Uh, and it is a relatively unregulated industry. It is people who have had the opportunity, either self-made or, you know, joining a, a firm to kind of learn the ropes, um, you know, a- access their own network and, and build up experience sure. really in sure. that the pattern matching that's between the candidate and the uh, and the opportunity. Your your background's interesting because of the, the PR jump. Um, I I you know finding catalytic leaders really does require great communication sales skills. How did your work in PR and communications prepare you for that uh, two and a half second decision?
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think effective spoken and written communication skills are are obviously imperative. And and I don't mean to sound like an old man, but I feel like uh, that is somewhat of a lost art these days when typical communications are, are so often distilled down to text messages and messaging apps or, you know, 240 characters on Twitter, um, you know, a, a PR and, and communications background also arms me with skills in, in, storytelling and, and subtle, but effective persuasion, which can certainly come in handy often when you're attracting and, and winning top executive talent. And and that was certainly the case with Patriarch because I, I tend to be very transparent with all the candidates I, I talk with and, um, you know, offer them the truth of the situation that they might be coming into because you know often these situations are ugly and and these executives are tasked every day with rubbing two nickels together to make 20 cents um i don't want to paint a a false narrative or false picture of a financial or business situation that they would be coming into and within 30 days or six months they give me a call back and say you know rich you, you you sold me an incorrect bill of goods here this place is a disaster that doesn't help anybody Um, Continuity at the executive leadership team level is is imperative. So um, certainly honesty and and being uh, persuasive but honest and open about the the situation I'm considering bringing them into and they're considering bringing themselves into is, is critical.
0: The, um, it, it must have been fascinating working with Miss Lynn Tilton. She is an industry legend, as you said earlier. Not only uh, did she found Patriarch, she remains as the CEO of McDonnell Douglas Helicopters, Dura Automotive, and and Stila Cosmetics, while simultaneously sitting on the board of fifty. Portfolio companies, if you can believe that. What did your time there teach you about catalytic leadership? You know, both in observing Ms. Tilton in her role, but also
1: of the leaders you placed. Sure, um, it, it was an incredible experience that that honestly um, would be I'd be hard pressed to to duplicate. Lynn Lynn is and and for forever will be um, somewhat of a, a force of nature who maintains the belief that that any company. Um, with the right leadership in place, can be reinvented and and revitalized. and, and I could not agree with her more. Um, patriarch is is a turnaround firm, which means we or they will not successfully turn around every single struggling company they acquire. Um, they need to you know hope your home runs far outweigh your ground outs. Um, distressed companies, much like young technology companies or or legacy companies looking to make, that imperative digital transformation for their very survival need to take a very close look at the C-suite players and, and decision makers at the table. Um, if that table is not surrounded by the requisites, you know, dreamers, doers and disruptors, um, that company's chances of, of future success are, are honestly greatly diminished.
0: So, what are the key traits when you think about bringing in catalytic leaders? What are the key traits you look for?
1: Sure, sure. Um, you know, there's no real formula. So, any any executive recruiter uh, or or talent acquisition professional that that claims to have found the magic formula or equation to deliver the right candidate 100 percent of the time is is lying to you. Um, this this is an art. Not a science. Um, we're we're literally trading in imperfect human beings every day. Um, some will pr- prove, you know, pleasantly surprising. Uh, inevitably, some will be tragically disappointing. But we need to be constantly, uh, as executive recruiters and, and talent acquisition professionals, uh, we need to be constantly sort of re- refining our eye for the traits and, and area and, and commonalities that point to the greatest chance of of success. Um, while there are Infinite factors that come into play. Um, I, I tend to, over the past, you know, ten plus years, have sort of identified four things um, I, I look for in all prospective executives, regardless of of role or, or industry that I'm that I'm looking to fill. Um, the first is is intellect. Um, you know, do I get a sense this person is is generally intelligent? Do they communicate effectively? Um, are they intellectually engaging? Um, the second. Domain experience, um, has this candidate successfully or effectively performed the function or role I'm considering them for in the past? Third, um, I look for loyalty. Has the candidate truly seen something through fruition in their career, or do they jump to new companies every handful of years for various reasons? Either they're, they're unhappy or they're you know chasing an extra, what in the grand scheme of things is a small handful of, of, of comp dollars. Um, executive, as I mentioned before, executive continuity is, is critical when driving a business. So you don't want to have um, jumpers or, or a revolving, revolving chair uh, within the executive leadership team. Fourth, um, I, I look for, for desire. And this one's a, a little, a little squishier to, to quantify, but um, you know, do I get the, do I get the sense the candidate truly wants the job? Well, they show up early on day one, eager, driven and excited to join the team. And and be an active contributor to that company's future growth and prosperity.
0: Intellect, domain, loyalty, and desire. Love it. That's right. (laughs) So Ms. Tilton is famous for her belief, as, as you said earlier, that, you know, uh, having the right people is absolutely critical to turn around companies. Um, she's also mm-hmm. expanded those beliefs into saying the U.S.'s most valuable asset is human capital, and that job creation is the essential element to a true and sustainable economic recovery and prosperity. This is actually quite timely now, given the post-pandemic uh, economy, if Uh, I guess, should companies be looking for catalytic leaders now from your perspective? I
1: I mean, with everything going on now, um, going on in this country now and and around the world for that matter, um, companies interested in, in survival and and future growth have no choice but to seek out agile change agents, um, capable of throwing yesterday's plan in the trash and, and pivoting to accommodate a new reality. I don't think we've begun to realize the economic and business ramifications of, of COVID-19 and, and other social unrest that's going on now in the country. Um, a lot of companies will not come back. Um, a lot of industries will will not be the same. Um, only businesses with with these catalytic catalytic leaders and, and change agents will be able to shift gears, uh, survive, and then hopefully thrive in the future. So I, I think it's it's. Imperative and, and more timely than ever before.
0: Mm. Well, speaking of catalytic uh, leadership, um, you know, obviously we are quite pleased to have you join Momenta, leading our executive search
1: practice. Um, why Momenta? Well, um, the multifaceted business model um, intrigued me. Um, I haven't seen anything like it. Um, the opportunity to, to truly dig in and and integrate with a, a client through executive search and advisory as well as as a potential investor in that business is, is far from a typical sort of professional services or, or business consulting vendor relationship. And, and I, I really like that. Um, also, and, and probably most compelling to me, um, every Mementa executive I spoke with prior to um, receiving uh, an offer to join the team were clearly very smart. And, and driven, and highly optimistic about the firm's future growth, um, the firm truly seems to be at an inflection point, and, and I'm excited to contribute all that I can to the to the firm's bright future. So you mean they de-
0: demonstrated intellect, domain loyalty, yeah. and desire? <laughs> that's, that's exactly right. That's exactly yeah. right, and, and optimism—a fifth one, which I, which yeah, I exactly that was crazy on top. And a little humor to go with it as well. So uh, right. always good. What, uh, what, uh, I guess kind of in closing out, we always like to ask a general question about, you know, what, what inspires you? So, you know, do you have recommendations of books or resource you could share with our listening audience?
1: Um, I do as a matter of fact, um, Uh, Name of the book is The Richest Man in Town. Um, Author's name is W. Randall Jones. Um, In it, the author interviews the the richest man or woman in 50 American cities and identifies the common characteristics and and traits that led to their success. Um, It's a very fast and and compelling read. Um, Full disclosure, um, the author, Mr. Randy Jones, is a former Patriarch Partners colleague. Um, He was uh, and will always be a, a great mentor to me and, and a great friend of mine. Um, but that certainly doesn't mean it's independently not a great book uh, aside from that relationship. So, um, you know, that was uh, certainly a relationship and a, and a book that has meant a lot to me and um, continue to be great friends with uh, with Mr. Jones. So that's a good read for anyone listening out there.
0: Excellent recommendation. And just to put another plug in there, uh, Mr. Jones also was the publisher of Esquire magazine and found Correct worth magazine. So clearly uh, editorial runs in his blood. <laughs> That's right. Well Richard, it has been a real pleasure uh, whirlwind background as it were um and uh, an overview I this idea of catalytic leadership I think is very very timely right now given the the this world situation we did a webinar several months ago called the newest normal and basically looked at some of the covid predictions and and really laid those over uh, technology acceleration uh, uh, innovation often is driven by um, human behavior and the uh, uh, willingness or you know external let's say factors that may drive drive behavior change will ultimately drive uh, technology adoption much like we saw post 911 with security as an example at the airports Absolutely. Absolutely. and so I could not think of a better time andor a better um, DNA or experience space of somebody to join us really Helping to build up this and helping our clients find and uh, and retain catalytic leadership. So well, thank you so much,
1: Richard, for the time and uh, for uh, sharing your wisdom with us. Of course, I appreciate uh, I appreciate the kind words and and am um, very much looking forward to a a uh, long and, and prosperous future working together, Ken. Excellent. So uh,
0: for the listening audience, uh, join us next week for edition number 97. Yes, we're getting near 100 um, of our digital leadership podcast series. Take care and have a great day. You've been listening to the Momented Digital Leadership Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed the discussions. And as always, we welcome your comments and suggestions. Please check our website at Momenta.one for archived versions of prior podcasts, and webinars, as well as resources to help with your digital industry journey. Thank you for listening.